I understand you got engaged, married, and honeymooned all on Disney Cruise Line. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. we're not fans at all. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And, you know, I haven't done this a lot recently. I've only done it on our bonus shows, but I've, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I realize, you know what, Sam, I do you a disservice every week by not also welcoming you to the show, <laughs> my lovely and talented co-host, the on-air talent, as I like to call her, <laughs> Sam, welcome. Thanks, Brian. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> I think everyone out there knows you by now. Uh, she's a Broadway fan, people. She's a Broadway fan, but she's taken. So uh, uh, fan mail only. Uh, and so we want to welcome a couple of guests who we actually discovered we were on our New Orleans cruise, uh, depending on when the show comes out a while ago or a short time ago, depending. Uh, but we were on our New Orleans cruise. And uh, there was a couple that we docked early overnight in New Orleans. There was a couple taking photos of the ship and and uh, wanting to know if we could see ourselves in them. And, and uh, so we stumbled on the DCL dad and the DCL mom. And so I want to welcome Bobby and Rebecca to our show. Welcome, Bobby and Rebecca. Awesome. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out through social media and, and tagging us. That was uh, We thought your, your photos were, were super cute and love that you were looking for our room, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have quite an extensive history with Disney Cruise Line, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners out there, but why don't we ask some targeted questions rather than the open-ended background question, because we're going to kind of just explore your background Disney Cruise Line throughout the show. But we start with, you've each been on, I think, a different number of cruises. So Bobby, how many Disney Cruise Line cruises have you been on? I've been on 22. Um, I believe the one that we're coming up on will be our 20, my 23rd. You are hardcore, Bobby. We love it. I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken up over time, though. Yeah, just a well, just a couple shy of I think what we're calling super platinum these days from the wish booking tiers that they put out. So yeah, Rebecca, how many? How about you? How many Disney cruises have you been on? I've been on fourteen. That that is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah, it's it, you say it with an air of like I mean he's been on so many, but, it, but, but let's be fair, fourteen is a lot. So <laughs> well done. Have you sailed on other cruise lines or has it been exclusively with uh, with Disney? When I was a, a young child, I did the Big Red Boat a couple of times. And then we did one royal cruise um, as like a family member tribute when someone passed. That was probably about seven years ago. But the majority of my cruises have all been Disney. And Rebecca, did Bobby get you into this cruising uh, game or were you a cruiser before you two met? I was not a cruiser before. I actually get terribly motion sick and thought that I would never go on a cruise. Um, and he convinced me to try Disney Cruise Line. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you Disney fans before experiencing the, the cruise line? Rebecca, were you, were you a Disney fan or, or did Bobby also suck you into that world? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we uh, our earliest times together was spending time at um, Hollywood Studios doing Star Wars weekends, spending almost every weekend there watching the fireworks alone was just like our go to date night and how we used to spend all of our time. <laughs> so you 
You must live in the Orlando area then. Yeah, we do. We're, we're locals. Okay. All right. Well, living the living the dream for a Disney fan, I suppose, there there are Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> uh, and living the dream for a Disney Cruise Line fan, because Port Canaveral is so close. Although now we have the now we have the wonder sort of permanently anchored here on the West Coast, at least for a little while. So that's nice to have a hometown ship. Bobby, let's let's talk about your first sailing. You mentioned uh, in the note you sent us before the show that you started sailing in 2012. Was that one that you went on your own? Were you with family? And, and you know, what about that first sailing hooked you? 2012 was my first sailing and I went with my mom. It was something we've always um, been interested in. Right around that time, uh, I had a niece that was two years old. So she wasn't quite at the age that we wanted to take her on a cruise, but we knew this was something she was absolutely going to love. So as soon as she hit three, we convinced her parents to let her uh, come on a couple of cruises with us and went running down there. Uh, constant sailings at that point, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and, and have you been on all four ships now, Bobby? Yes. The Fantasy was our last ship that um, we needed. And we ended up doing that for our honeymoon back in 2019. Yeah. 2019, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And so, Rebecca, you've been on all four as well then? Yes, I have. And when and Rebecca, when did when did you go on your first cruise? Um, it was the end of 2015. We did a very merry time cruise out of Miami, and I loved it. <laughs> the very merry time cruises are still my favorite. Yeah, definitely. And and how did the how did the motion sickness work out for you? Um, I'm somebody who who gets motion or I get car sick on uh, yes. long That's, car rides. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, I also can't read on, in the car. You know, but I actually don't very often get motion sick on the ships. Uh, occasionally, if it's real rough seas, I, I have gotten um, you know nauseous. But how do you how do you deal with it? Pretty much a similar experience, unless and I, I mean I think there's just been one or two nights here or there scattered amongst the cruises where I felt a little nauseous. But it's nothing that the motion sickness medicine that you can ask for at guest services actually works the best for me. And if I feel like or if they make an announcement that it's going to be really rough, then I usually just go down and ask for some. So it's nothing that's ever impacted like our experience, it's always been manageable. Yeah, and like most that. of the time, it's smooth sailing. And I don't even worry about it anymore. Yeah, I think the first sailing we went, we drastically overpacked just to be safe. We had the Dramamine, we had C bands, we had patches <laughs> yeah. and everything just like a carry on ready in case she wasn't feeling well from it. And I, I don't think you I needed, don't think you needed it. Yeah. Yeah, those the the big ships with this, the modern cruise ships and the stabilizers, and especially the Caribbean sailings, I would say the water is usually not too terrible. Uh, definitely, we've had nights of <laughs> some rough seas, but yeah. I think people also with motion sickness kind of over, yeah, overestimate what the movement of a large ship is going to be. And I know I, I did this before our first cruise, which was in 2010 on Celebrity. Or I should say my first cruise in 20, or no, sorry, 2008 on Celebrity. And I also brought along, you know, C-bands and Dramamine and, you know, to be prepared. And, and I didn't, I didn't need it at all on that first cruise. So yeah, I think it was just but better under to be better to be prepared than chilling oh, yeah. it in the back of the boat. Until oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I know they have the patches now that some people uh, use. And now there's actually a, an alternative to C bands called blisslets and shout out to blisslets. Cause they actually sent me uh, 
one to try for free. So <laughs> just and they, and they are now sponsoring. Dis- they are now sponsoring our bonus shows. So just so everyone is clear, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. But they're like they're like basically a pretty version of C band. So they actually look like bracelets. So they're cool looking. But anyway, there's like there are some more options out there for different people. But I have found, generally speaking, that most of the time I don't get seasick unless I'm on a smaller boat. So like. Actually, what I what I really need them for is like the tender ride or a catamaran or the small, you know, the some of the excursions uh, off of cruises are actually where I need. And I just that. I don't get seasick. I don't get. No, like, Brian so doesn't it, get it. Yeah, at all. I remember I was on a boat in Alaska one time fishing, and my father, his friend, his two sons were all heaving it in the back, and I was just out oh, on the deck no. with, the, with the guide going, "How many more of these halibut can I reel?" <laughs> so I caught everybody's <laughs> limit uh, that day. Well. And so I'm curious, have, where have you sailed with Disney Cruise Line? Have you done any of the Alaska cruises or the European cruises, or have you been primarily in the, the Caribbean? Um, I was fortunate enough to do the very first Norwegian Fjords cruise. Um, that was with my niece and my mom. And then Rebecca and I have done British Isles. We did Norway again. We, we got engaged in Alaska. So that was <laughs> fun time. That was- <laughs> and it's been a lot of Caribbean sailings. Well, those are really convenient for you guys going out of um, out of Port Canaveral. I understand you got engaged, married, and honeymooned all on Disney Cruise Line. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. we're not fans at all. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. I, I want to hear the engagement story because I feel like that's one of those things that that people will will want to know about and something I want to know about. Yeah, everyone get ready for your ahs out there. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were, this was something I had planned for a little bit. It was very hard to try to convince family to be there because I knew that was going to be important for Rebecca. So we originally had her mom, her dad, and her brother were supposed to come on the sailing. And then some work obligations came up and they weren't able to, but they knew it was still coming. They were very excited, but it was still her mom came with us, which was nice. My mom was there. My niece, who's very special to uh, Rebecca and myself, we were in Tiana's place and I was just trying to find like the perfect time to do it. But it, it's so loud in there that the jazz is going you're having such a good time and kind of get party yeah exactly you get caught up in the show and you're like oh man when when am i supposed to do this uh the time dessert rolled around i was like oh man i I really got to do this don't i know (laughs) and we we did it on our way out in front of the tiana's place sign which was just really nice for us because uh princess and the frog was always kind of like a a very special movie to one of our uh, yeah one of the movies we enjoyed watching so yeah, we just did it in front of the sign there. It was amazing. Like that cruise is just things we look back on all the time. It's so much fun. Like the views are just incredible in Alaska. Uh, did did people end up gathering around to like see what was going on? Yeah, Some, yeah somewhat because they're like, hey, hey, who's this person blocking the door? Yeah, <laughs> hey guys, we got trivia to go to. All right, let's go. <laughs> Those Mickey medals are more important. <laughs> Oh, well, that's Re- Rebecca, was it was it obvious it was coming? Was he was he on edge and nervous during dinner, or, or did he hide it well? I had no idea it was coming. I also thought at the time I had a feeling that he had a ring, but before we left, I was like, "Oh, the bag that I thought it was in was still in our room." <laughs> so I was like, "There's no way he's going to propose while we're gone. Like, we'll just enjoy our trip." So I wasn't even thinking about it. 
And then I was completely taken by surprise. Well, f- fast forward to your wedding. Uh, which which ship did you get married on? And what was that experience like? The magic. magic. Yeah. You went from classic to classic. Engagement on the wonder, wedding on the magic. Yeah, we have a, we have a deep love for the classic. Yeah. <laughs> it was honestly one of the most incredible experiences. Disney Cruise Line took care of everything. pretty much everything. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that wedding planning is like stressful, but they basically send you kind of like a packet to fill out. Mm-hmm. You have different options. You can customize things, pick your cake flavors, the kind of like the theming decor. They have one that's more rustic, one that's more nautical, depending on what you're looking for. And then you get concierge services. So if you're calling in to make any changes to your reservation, when you're boarding, you're able to board with the concierge level. And then you're able to connect with your wedding planner. Mm -hmm. So there's a shoreside wedding planning team and an on the boat wedding planning team, you have an officer that is there to make sure everything is seamless. So Jocelyn was wonderful. And we had the best time. They steam and press your wedding garments for you. So you pretty much show up on board and everything that you have asked for in the packet is waiting for you. Decorations, everything set up. And then we were fortunate enough to do... Because you get like a cake and champagne reception, Mm -hmm. not a true full like plated reception. But since we had only about 20 guests, we ended up doing a brunch reception in the Apollo private room on the Magic. Oh, fantastic. Where where was the the wedding venue? Like where did you guys get married? Did you get married like on Castaway Key or did you get married on the ship? Yeah, we got married on the ship. We uh, were fortunate enough to get the atrium, which was something we weren't quite sure we were going to be able to do. There was a lot of like back and forth at that time. And I know now it is an option that they definitely guarantee. But when we were talking to people, it was something like, well, we can see, we might be able to. You had to pick a backup location in case it didn't work out. So they were like, well, you're confirmed for a backup location. But if the atrium comes through, then you'll be able to use the atrium. And you don't 100% find out until that day you're boarded. So it's something that's a little more last minute that's confirmed. Did you use the, I'm, I'm always curious about this because we've had several folks on who've, uh, who've been photographers with Disney Cruise Line. I'm curious, did you use the onboard photography for the wedding or did you bring someone along? We brought photographers with us. There are a couple people who are local in our area. So Maddie and Troy photography, they're in the Orlando area and they do a lot of wedding photography. So I actually went to high school with Maddie and I reached out to see if she'd be interested in shooting on the Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> Um, I asked her if it's something that her and Troy would be interested in. And they said, absolutely. And we were fortunate enough to bring them on board. We've had good experiences with shutters. We just felt like we wanted a little bit more than what their packages were able to offer. And having them with us, we were able to do like getting ready photos, ceremony photos, first look. And we were able to do professional photos on Castaway Key when Mm -hmm. we docked there. So that was something that we really were looking for as well as photos on the beach and everything. Sam and I have been considering doing some sort of Val renewal at some point on Disney Cruise Line. So it's good to hear that you had a good experience with it. I I highly recommend it. They're wonderful. Absolutely. The Wish Atrium looks beautiful. Intent. (laughs) 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 Nicely played, Nicely played. With the the stage, with the stage and everything. Absolutely. That Wish Chandelier. Yeah. Now the last 
surprise was concierge, the next surprise can for Sam can be a vow renewal on the list. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that, one, that one I won't be able that one I won't be able to keep from her. There's no way yeah. I can keep it. That, that one that be, hey honey, we're getting married on or we're getting vow renewal on board. She'd be like she would murder me. At That's the true because I'd want I'd want to like, you know, have picked a dress and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'd want to take place in the take part in the planning. Although I will say that Brian is one of those men who actually was quite heavily involved in our wedding planning. This was, it was not a situation of whatever you want, honey, you're the bride. You can choose whatever (laughs) you want. No, 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 no. Brian has his own opinions and his own thoughts. And there was a big fight about a pasta station versus an Asian noodle (laughs) station. I want to tell you. (laughs) I did, that, I is a, that is a conversation for a Q&A show at a later date. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And, and Sam, you could see what you could do is instead of me surprising you, you could surprise me. See, because I'm, I'm easy going. I would show up and be like, oh, okay, I cool. I got know. a shirt. Yeah, easy going. <laughs> easy going, my butt, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Type A planner. He does I, not want to be surprised. I just can't imagine. So the, the only thing is, and I'd be curious to hear your thought, the, with the getting married in the atrium, is I feel like you get a lot of looky loose, like people who are there just to watch what's going on. And I would be so like, oh my God, who's staring at us right now? But w- would it feel like that or was it kind of cool to do? add to the energy yeah at some point i looked up and daisy's on deck five <laughs> yeah. just looking down over <laughs> that threw us for a curve they roped off because we were on the magic so they roped off between the elevators mm-hmm. kind of so you there weren't any there wasn't anybody walking through or stopping on the atrium level yep. but on the deck above kind of looking in there were some people yeah deck four and five had that a we saw looking down hang out. a lot of crew were excited because we were um one of the first i want to say um atrium weddings that, that wasn't quite common at that point so they were very uh interested in that yeah i mean i i it's a little bit different, I think, on the dream and the fantasy because they can't really completely close off those areas versus uh, on the magic and the wonder, they they can make it a little bit more private. But to your point, the people are still able to to see from up above, but that's a little bit less, I don't know, it would be a little bit- Yeah, yeah exactly. A little I less- I think that was one of the stipulations with the atrium wedding was it was on a port day. So yeah. the majority of guests had already left the, to go- aboard wherever at that point that makes perfect sense that way it's not it's not as uh the hustle and bustle it, it's not as busy yeah the one i would not want to do is the castaway key venue because one it's probably hot but two uh i think you have to get off ahead of everybody else and get the wedding done and then get back on the ship and yeah, so there was a- another there was another bride that was on the sailing that was getting married on castaway and they were terrified of weather because they didn't think they were gonna be able to get married Oh, wow. Oh, that would be the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. We had trouble docking the first go around. Oh, geez. If they're having trouble docking, then it's going to yeah. be windy on the island. So yeah, what a what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. I mean, I, then you get married somewhere on the ship, but when you've planned to get married on the island and yeah, all of that. Yeah. So ha- how did this work out with your honeymoon? Was this, was your wedding and honeymoon the same cruise? I'm imagining it wasn't, but no, I- No, it wasn't. Okay. So what did you do? So after you're, you're on the magic for however long, well, how long was that cruise? We it did was a five, five night. night. Yeah, it was a five night, which was a lot of our family's first time on the ship, which was such a fun experience for them to see everything. And then I just feel like they kind of got spoiled with the, uh, aspects of going to castaway as well as seeing a wedding and like the extra level of care like you already have such great disney service but being a bride and a groom on there i feel like there was a lot more just because you get the concierge level service which is just a little step above so many nice 
extra touches. touches. Yeah. 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 They want to make sure that you and your whole party are having a really great experience because you're, you know, it's you're spending more money than the average cruiser (laughs) (laughs) and it's a special experience. Yeah. Yeah. We did the five nights on the magic and then we talked about it and we're like, you know, we haven't been on the fantasy. That's our grand slam. We need to, we need to do that. So that was our, our conversation about a honeymoon right then and there. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we were on the fantasy about a month later. Mm -hmm. So we went in May and it was just one of their standard seven nights. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we went to St. Thomas and Tortola. Yeah. Um, and we did cast away that one as well. So that was our first time experiencing the more Caribbean islands because mm-hmm. most of our other cruises that went to Castaway had done Nassau. And I think we really enjoyed the crew on board the Fantasy. Definitely. And the islands were just beautiful beaches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's our favorite itinerary. We love the Eastern Caribbean. So St. Thomas and St. Martin, Tortola, and then, you know, uh, Castaway, Depend, you know, obviously they, they're slightly different depending upon which, which one, but that's a great itinerary. And those islands are, I think, much, much more beautiful than just Nassau in the Bahamas. Well, that's awesome. So a month in between the two, and then how many more cruises did you guys take, or I guess between then and before your daughter was born? We did two more. So that November, we did the magic repositioning from From San San Juan Juan. to Miami. Mm -hmm. And then in like towards the end of February 2020, Mm -hmm. um, we did kind of like one last one before Luna would be born. We didn't realize it would be one of the last Last cruises of 2020. (laughs) Um, We just kind of thought, you know, at that point, a lot of people had apprehensions. So the boats were barely empty from people not wanting to travel at that time. And we didn't have to fly to get there. And we knew that Disney Cruise Line is always on top of health and safety measures. So we were like, hey, we may as well take advantage of it. We were able to take our pregnancy announcement on the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was February of 2020. And then we did our first one with Luna in November of 2021. So she got to do her a very merry time on the fantasy. Oh, fantastic. So funny, we were on the dream in February of 2020 as well. We were on for the whatever the one that coordinated with the run Disney weekend is the sailing that we did. I don't remember the dates. So we were probably around, but we were probably on the ship around the same time, <laughs> like maybe you know, we were, we might have been on a week before you all were on. Um cuz when we went on, we I feel like people were just starting to kind of talk about this coronavirus thing, but it was in Asia, you know? Yeah. It was like not a problem here. (laughs) There were more signs up about like, you must wash your hands before you get into like cabanas and any of the sit down restaurants. But that, that was pretty much the only chatter. So was, was new Orleans your first cruise back since, uh, since the pandemic then? No, we did the November sailing in 2021 was our first actually on the ship and saw Chris and the concierge there. That was fun. 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 Let's let's talk about the transition for you guys because you you go from sailing, I guess you're not technically adults only for all those cruises because you have your niece with you for quite a few of them, but it is different. You're you're not the parents. So you can go to the adult venues and stay out late, or do crazy karaoke and see the all that all the stuff going on in the tube or Evolution or whatever ship you happen to be on. 
Tell us about the transition to sailing with your little one. I miss Cove Cafe tremendously. (laughs) (laughs) We try to make sure to abide by the 18 and up because I know there's a lot of fellow cruisers that like to just sit and have their early morning coffee and 6 a.m. You don't don't need (laughs) energy that early. And Luna's got so much of it at 6 a.m. That was her favorite thing to do on the ship was wake up and run in the atrium at 6 a.m. because it was empty. Yeah, because when we take our niece, she loves going to the kids club. So a lot of the time you get a little more time. Um, Now with the nursery being closed, there really isn't an option to kind of have that, like enjoy the adult only area. But honestly, I think as much as I loved cruising more adults only, I love cruising with Luna. So she loves to find the characters wherever they are Mm -hmm. and she will wave at them and say hi louder and louder and louder until they wave back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, I think that's what we spent most of the time. She would just wake up early and we would take her down to the atrium so that she didn't disturb the rooms around us. Mm-hmm. And she would run up and down the stairs and around and talk to the crew members at guest services mm-hmm. and then do another <laughs> lap around. So, and then... I mean, the kid can put away fruit like nobody's business. (laughs) We have one of those too. (laughs) He can, I swear to God, the kid can eat like an entire container of pineapple last night. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He can eat like melon, pineapple, and apples. Pits of berries. I I feel like we should buy stock in blueberry farms. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Yeah. So luckily, I think we also had just the best serving team. Oh yeah, um, they were we so hadn't good. cruised with someone that young before because mm-hmm. even when you started cruising with our niece, um, she was three. But they yeah. were able to bring her like they had kid sized cutlery yeah. and they brought her food first all the time. And the servers picked up on the fact that she loved fruit right away because it was always the first thing gone from her plate. And every night, I think her fruit plate got bigger, bigger and bigger. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, you finished the whole thing. Yeah. Um, really is a different experience. I don't think one is better than the other, but I have a hard time imagining They're just going back worlds. to cruising without yeah. her. Because she, I mean, even when we took her to open house in the Oceaneers Club, she was just running wild. Mm-hmm. She'd run up to all the characters and all the crew members. And she was she, when she gets really excited, she waves with both her hands at once. Yeah. She's like, hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, that's just so cute. I think that's, I think that's, that's a really good piece of um, wisdom, observation, advice, however you want to label it. I think it's just about setting your expectations, right? Because we, we cruise several times, adults only, and then brought our son on board. We always intended to bring him on, but but we fell in love with Disney as adults and then decided to uh, to bring him on. And I think we had in our mind the conception of what our cruise was going to be like based on how we'd sailed just the two of us. And the first time we sailed with him, not at all like that. And I think made us feel like that's still in our, I think our minds, kind of one of the worst cruises we've taken with Disney and it had nothing to do with Disney and everything to do with how we had set our expectations, right? So I think it's just, if you're parents and you decide to take a break from the kiddo or you've been sailing Disney as adults and then you decide to bring your kiddo on board. You just have to, yeah, you have to reset expectations a little bit. You're not going to be going to all those adult shows at, at night, at least until they're older and can go into the, you know, go into the kids club and just want to stay there forever. Right. So. Well, yeah. or until like midnight. I mean, that's the thing is like the, the adults only activities, you know, they're after the second show. So, 
And they don't start usually until like an hour after. So they start at like 10, 1030, sometimes even 11. So they're not really conducive to if you have small children, even if your small children like the kids club. I mean, we don't, we have an eight year old and we don't generally want to keep him up till midnight. It's not, it's not a good idea. <laughs> not fun for anybody. Yeah. Right. The next day he's going to be cranky and miserable and, and he doesn't nap. So <laughs> um, even if your kid naps though, it's still screwing, you're screwing up their, their sleep schedule. Yeah. Lot. We used to be able to get a couple of um, adult activities that we were under, like under our belts on sailings when we traveled with our, our niece on nights that they did like the Pluto's pajama party because she mm-hmm. loved that. That was something that she would enjoy getting like the pillowcase and stuff. We have, we have one of those. We sent Nathan to one of those Pluto's pajama party, but he still didn't. We didn't keep him there. I think we picked him up at like, you know, 10, 1030 or something. Yeah. So. I mean, she loves the open houses mm-hmm. at the Oceaneers Club. And I will say if you're traveling with a toddler, that is a game changer because it's usually earlier in the morning. Mm-hmm. So with her waking up so early, one of our challenges was trying to find breakfast that early because she's a wake up and eat kind of girl. So we were able to have one of us sneak into Coke Cafe to grab like some croissants or a blueberry muffin just to hold her over until Cabana's opened. Mm-hmm. And then usually by the time we finished breakfast, they had open house and with the way the gates are and everything, it was a lot easier to just let her run free in there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so expend some energy and then she'd be ready for meeting some characters. And you kind of get into a good rhythm once yeah. you've been on board a couple days. We did love that they were able to provide like a pack and play and a diaper genie for mm. us. That was amazing. Not having to bring that stuff with you. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new genie technology and everything. Like I, I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Do you you bring a stroller with you? I mean, I, I... Don't know how much you need it around the ship. Obviously, she she can walk, but it is easier with a little one to have them in a stroller or carrying. Well, yeah, we've brought it for comfort, for our like peace of mind, but we've never. I don't think we've ever really used it. It comes in handy, especially for embarkation yeah. and debarkation, if nothing else. We have a 
travel stroller mm-hmm. that folds up very small so it doesn't take up much room in the stateroom. I think the big thing is we've always been glad we have it because in November there were technical difficulties so we were we had our positive or our negative results that mm-hmm. we were cleared aboard. And then we were waiting because of these technical difficulties in the Port Canaveral terminal for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Just having her run through there with so many people in and out was, it was a lot easier to have the stroller for her to be in and have her well snacked. (laughs) (laughs) And the same thing kind of happened to us in New Orleans, actually, because when we, our port arrival time was 1030. Mm-hmm. We got there. We tested really quickly. Yeah, it was like we didn't have we to a... wait. And within half an hour, we mm-hmm. had our clear. But then it was about another two hours. They said the Coast Guard was still on the boat. And Luna actually ended up falling asleep <laughs> before <laughs> we made it on the ship. So I was glad we had brought it with us, if nothing else, than for just the ease of getting on and off in those cases. Do you find you use it at port stops as well? And what kinds of port stops, uh, port excursions, I should say, kind of work well with with a kiddo that little? Honestly, um, right now, we feel like just excursion days are, are more just on ship days for us. Um, we don't really go anywhere with her just because she is so young. and uh, She's not allowed to get off unless we excursion. were to book an yeah. excursion most of the time. And the excursions that allow under three are still pretty limited. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot offered. She did love Castaway. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was something that we didn't bring it off with us because we thought it would just kind of track sand back with us. Yeah. But we were able to get on the tram really quickly. And then they have the wagons on the They have too, the wagons. Nice. Yeah. Those were the castaway days. She did get off and enjoy lunch and the beach and Mm -hmm. everything. But when we did Nassau and then most recently Cozumel, she stayed on the boat. Yeah, that's a splash pad time for her. She loves (laughs) being in there. I was going to ask that. I feel like the, you know, beaches and splash pads are are like the kind of the perfect things for that age. And so without, you know, there are some beach excursions that would probably be fine, but you get the run of the ship when you stay on board on those port days. Why don't you tell our listeners about the splash pad at Castaway Key? Because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't even know it's there. Yeah, it's kind of hidden. It's back by Cookies too. We actually stumbled upon it because it's not something that I've even done with my niece prior. She's usually fine just playing in the sand or going towards the water and just splashing around. With Luna, it's just something that we discovered when we were going to grab lunch and then just kind of ran around that for a little bit. There's just fountains galore. And <laughs> <laughs> I think the nice part is you kind of have to know your toddler. Yeah. Like Luna's the toddler that when you put her down, she runs straight into the ocean or straight into the road when we're at home. So having a splash pad where it's contained and they're really, it wasn't crowded at all. Yeah. Not having to worry about, you know, anything happening to her. It was a little bit of a nice mental break also from being on the beach for, I mean, I think she stayed in there for like 45 minutes yeah. <laughs> just running around <laughs> and then wore herself out and took an ice cream break. But mm-hmm. that splash pad, I really enjoyed it. Definitely. Being able to let her run around in there. Yeah, that's a good point because you have to make sure that if you're even on the walkways, she doesn't drift off to the the tramway, right? The which is really just on the other side of the rope from from the walkways. Yeah, and with the even the life vests, we had a hard time finding one that fit her correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think moving forward, we decided to just kind of bring one with us. Yeah. They she's 
at the time that we were sailing and even now she's barely 20 pounds. Oh, she's um, tiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of their start at about 30. And so we found that it was a little bit easier. We had an inflatable float mm. and kind of like almost like puddle jumpers for, for when we did want to go in the ocean. So that's something that I would recommend looking into if you're bringing a tiny one with you. Plus side to the trail though, as you're walking along is all of the characters are out and about for <laughs> yeah. that first few hours of castaway time. So that just got her attention and she would just see everyone from a distance and just start her little run just to try to get up to them and see them. <laughs> and her wave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hear her coming. Oh, I'd love it. That's awesome. I bet they all like knew who she was by the end of the cruise. Yeah. I think that's what shocked us the most, right? It was our first alien. It was like day two. You had people like asking. Uh, at one point, we were in the atrium by ourselves. Um, her grandmother was in the room with her. Goofy was like asking, like you just... Trying to figure out where our where's child was. Baby? <laughs> so where's the baby? <laughs> so he was playing around with her earlier today, and I just I thought that was the funniest thing. Is right now in these these crowd levels of what they were, they are so able to take the time and just learn the guests that are on there and yeah. have a great time with them. I think at one point we walked past the Oceaneer Club. And there were three or four people waiting to do check-ins. And they were like, oh, hi, Luna. Where are you going? (laughs) So it's really nice to see that the crew is able to take time with guests, too, when there's not so many on board. Yeah. Well, I don't want to preempt Sam's rapid fire, but I did want to ask each of you, you know, Bobby, let me start with you. A favorite memory. You've been on 22 Disney Cruise Line sailing. So like a a favorite memory that you have that you still, you know, still pops into mind today. I, I think I have to say the wedding. Yeah. Just getting married in the atrium is just something I will absolutely never forget. It's just... It was such a wonderful experience and getting to have all of our close family and everyone there to experience this with us just kind of like made it more magical. I know it's cheesy, but (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Cheesy is good. Rebecca, what about you? I think to pick something different, when we had gotten engaged in Alaska, we did Tiana's the first night. So the rest of the cruise was a really high, high, I mean, getting to see those views and experience it. But we were in line to take pictures with oh, Mickey, Mickey. Yeah. and it was on what should have been the Tracy Doss, the day. Tracy Arm Day, but yeah. we had, um, so it was Glacier Day. And as we got up to take a picture with Mickey, the boat turned and it just framed the glacier perfectly in the background yeah. of our picture. So we had this. <laughs> so like that was just an incredible moment. I know Brian doesn't like spirit jerseys, but we were all wearing <laughs> our DCL spirit jerseys. <laughs> and um, we took a picture where Mickey and Rebecca and myself were facing towards the glacier. So it was a nice picture from the back of all of us and just pointing at the glacier and enjoying it. Sam, I think I'm going to have to buy a spirit jersey on this cruise, put it on and have you take a picture of me with it. But at least it is there are everyone out there, everyone out there. I don't hate the spirit jerseys. <laughs> I hate the proliferation of spirit jerseys like too many. OK, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, what's really funny about this is between the two of us, you know, which one of us actually owns a spirit jersey? Brian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brian. How many times have I worn it after I per? It's such a buyer's remorse thing for me now. Yeah, he, he wore it like 
like ones. It's a it's the Grogu. Um, Grogu. Yeah. It had Grogu on it. How can you not buy yeah. anything that has and, Grogu and on it? And it was before we even knew Grogu's name. It was it was uh, Baby Yoda. The child. Yeah. yeah, it was Baby Yoda. Yeah, when we just Yoda. called him the child or Baby Yoda. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's also funny because I want to buy the the waffle, the Mickey waffle yes, one. Yeah. I really like that one. I don't have a, any spirit jerseys, and I really want that one. And I was showing Brian, and he's like, "You can't buy that." I've got he a, hates I've me. got a Grogu spirit jersey you can have. So there. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask. Uh, we talked about a favorite memory you've had. What's a memory you're hoping to make on Disney Cruise Line? Some place you haven't been, an experience you haven't had. But uh, Rebecca, let me start with you this time. Like, what's a memory you're hoping to make? I have a near and dear love for the Bippity Boppity Boutique. <laughs> and so yes. I am really excited for Luna to be three years old so that we can take her on the wish for a Minnie Mouse makeover because Captain Minnie, here we Captain go. Captain Minnie. Do you <laughs> yeah. know I just literally posted about that article from the blog the other day. Like I, I put in our Facebook group, I just posted about it because I saw the the new Captain Minnie in the Bibbidi Bobbidi, and I said, "Why is this only for three to twelve year olds? I want right? to, I want to be, I want to dress up like Captain Minnie. I'm <laughs> not Cruz, joking. She's just, she's just big for her age. Okay, she's just, only eleven. Just, she's just, only 11. <laughs> it's, I have a hormonal problem. Okay, I'm at heart. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we um she loves her princess dresses now. She yeah. never wants to take them off. So I'm excited for her to get to go there, have Just a fairy godmother that. in yeah. training, do her makeover, and I know how much she loves that. One of my, my one of my favorite episodes of this show to this day is like way back in our catalog. It's gotta be in the first ten, if not the first twenty. I think it's um, yeah, it's our first year for sure. I know exactly what when you're talking it's about. It's a friend of mine who took her daughter for her first first trip to Disneyland and they did the Bippity Boppity Boutique. And to hear her as a mother talk about her daughter's experience, it was just like, oh, so it sounds so wonderful and magical. So I can only imagine that that would be a great memory to make aboard The Wish and on Disney Cruise Line. So Bobby, what about you? What's a memory you're hoping to make with the family? Honestly, just watching her grow and just see like what has become like Rebecca and myself's like favorite place to travel through her eyes has just been kind of like the most amazing thing to us. I think that's why we've also kind of gone on so many cruises since the reopening with her, just because each time it, it's changed and she just gets more and more excited to be back on the ship and run around and see her friends of the characters. And it's just, it's something special about that. It's magic. It's magical. Yeah. We had, I mean, I'd say our first few sailings with Nathan, we were kind of questioning our decision a little bit as to whether or not he was really going to get into it. Cause he was not a fan of the kids club. He was not quite, you know, swimming as early as some of the other kids and, you know, water slides were still pretty scary for him. But now my God, like he, he loves it on board. I, I have a, a video that we, we actually posted up as a part of video we put up on YouTube for one of our sailings where characters were walking through Enchanted Garden, I think it was. And I remember almost tearing up because he was just so excited to see these characters, even though he knows, spoiler alert, have the kids muff it up in the car if they're, they're listening right now. Spoiler alert, Nathan knows uh, those those people, that there's just people in suits. He knows that, but he loves seeing them and he loves interacting with them and he has such a great time with them. So I, I, I look forward to those memories that you will make. And I'm happy to hear that the memory you're most looking forward to make is not transitioning in, into a teenager that goes to the vibe while you hang out in the other. <laughs> So. <laughs> Although I think that's fun too. <laughs> I, think it's got, I think we got ruined when we walked on the ship for the first time with Luna. And she screamed, Mickey and Minnie! Well, well her, it's <laughs> Mitt and Min. Everything's very one syllables, but just watching Rebecca recorded the whole time as I'm holding her of just her face while the character, like Mickey and Minnie are doing their welcome show. 
she just like you could tell right then that was like her happy moment. Yeah. It's okay, Brian. I've got a video of me Bobby crying, crying <laughs> while he's holding <laughs> Luna in Enchanted Garden, and yeah. she's like so pumped because the characters are coming through. And she had been like five seconds away from a meltdown, yeah. and the server was like, "Just wait one second. I promise they're coming. They're coming." And she heard the music, and her head whipped around to find them, and she's just bouncing up and down. <laughs> Isn't that the best too? When when you like stop a meltdown because of the characters. Uh. See, probably that's why I stay behind the camera and not. I wasn't quick enough. I'm going to have to slide behind <laughs> his shoulders next time. Well, Sam, any more questions from you before I throw it over for rapid fire? No, I'm ready for rapid fire. You're ready for rapid fire? I'm ready. You're sure? I'm sure. Here it comes. Let me at him. Sam, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I know you've listened to the show, so uh, but I will still repeat the rule, which is the only rule of rapid fire is there are no rules. Can we talk so- about that for a second? Because in <laughs> fact, because I'm the one who edits the show, I know that you have imposed rules I know, and judgment I on many do. of our prior listen, guests. So. Listen, listen, I, I, I make all the rules so I can say <laughs> when there are rules and when there aren't rules. So I'm going to ask you your favorites and I will e- ask each of you and your answer does not have to be the same. Disclaimer, marital counseling is at your own expense. that's right all right rebecca we're gonna start with you who is your favorite disney or pixar character stitch sweet all right bobby who is yours uh i'm gonna go with hercules oh that's an unusual one i love hercules but i have not i don't know that we've had anyone answer that before cool what's your favorite disney or pixar movie bobby we'll start with you for this one I'll go with Tarzan for this one. And Rebecca? I would have to say Moana. That's on repeat daily in our house. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a one and a half year old. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's Let's just surprising. be honest. Anything that Dwayne Johnson touches turns to gold. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. All right. Favorite song on that note. So favorite Disney song. Rebecca, we'll start with you for this one. You'll be in my heart from Tarzan. Bobby? I'll go with Go the Distance from Hercules. That is a great, great song. All right, we're going to turn over to Disney Cruise Line. What is your favorite rotational dining restaurant on any of the ships? Bobby, we'll start with you. Tiana's, hands down. Yeah, Rebecca? Tiana's. Yeah. Oh, a match there. All right. Well, that's a good match your mate question then. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite onboard stage show? Bobby, we'll start with you. I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but Villains Tonight is so cheesy and I love it. I have heard it's, I honestly have heard it's wonderful. I've never seen it myself, <laughs> but yeah, cool. What about you, Rebecca? Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite activity on board. Let's start with Rebecca. Probably meeting characters with Luna, but if she's not there, then trivia. Oh, yeah. Those are both good ones. What about you, Bobby? Yeah, trivia is definitely a top contender for me, or some of the um, tastings are always just so different and unique to have uh, different teachers. Our favorite space on the ship. Uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. Cove Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> Brian matches <laughs> you on that one. Yeah. What about you, Rebecca? I don't know. Mine might have converted to the concierge lounge <laughs> okay, on the Wonder, enough, but yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> one okay. day, one day. I think Cove Cafe yeah. is probably our top. We did our first look there. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be cute. Favorite bar space on the ships. We'll start with Bobby. I Yeah, I enjoy Cove a lot. Um, no. or Meridian, depending if we're on like a dream class, Meridian Lounge. What about you, Rebecca? I really love pink. Who doesn't love a champagne? But bar, I also right? love La Piazza. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. What is your favorite Disney ship? 
Bobby, we'll start with you. I love the magic, but if we could just bring Tiana's instead of Rapunzel's, just swap those, we'll make that uh, win okay. hands down. All right. That sounds like a magical ship. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rebecca? The wonder. Is it because of Tiana's? Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I don't know. I If I ranked them, I know that the dream would be on the bottom, but the magic and the wonder tied for first and yeah. then the fantasy's close second. I have a hard time getting around the fact that the elevators are in the middle of cabanas. (laughs) (laughs) I am with you. I hate that as well. So, (laughs) all right. And my very last question is bucket list cruise on Disney Cruise Line. We'll start with Rebecca. Hawaii. Yeah. What about you, Bobby? Uh, Mine's going to be one that's not existing yet. I want to do just the Asian countries that take me to the parks. They take me over there. I want to do it all in one (laughs) fail swoop. Love it. I would love that. That sounds amazing. I'm 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 on that cruise, Bobby. I'm on that cruise. Sam's on any cruise. Let's be fair. Sam's on any cruise. That's true. I am on any. I am on any cruise. But be honest, we'd all sail on Disney Cruise Line, even if they just went out out to the the water. Yes, exactly. Exactly. A cruise to nowhere. I'd be happy on those those UK staycations. Even if it was rainy out, I would be fine. You know, I'm used to it. We live in the Seattle area. So what's been your favorite itinerary that you've done so far? I loved the first cruise to Norway. Going to Geringer was probably my favorite port. And I just wish that Rebecca was able to go on that. When we went on our sailing, they weren't offering it. Or no, we couldn't dock. Yeah, they said they couldn't dock because of wind. Yeah. I don't think they're going there anymore. They've never gone back. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I really loved Alaska. When we did British Isles, I, like Sam, got carsick. Oh, And so every port excursion was several hours there and back in a bus. So I loved what we got to do once we got there. But I think the to and from on the bus was a little bit rough for me. So I think Alaska is my top. Well, what's next? Monday, the magic. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. Uh, And where are you headed? Where are you going? Yeah. Cozumel and Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Nice. Well, hope you enjoy that sailing as does, uh, well, is it just the two of you or is little Miss Luna joining? Luna's with us and uh, her grandmother's here too. So hopefully we're going to try to be able to sneak away and do Apollo. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to get a brunch in? Yeah, hopefully. We actually thank you for your tip about the sticky buns. Oh, yeah. Because we actually were able to request them on the Wonder when we went up and asked if they were able to make them and they said they could with notice. Mm -hmm. So they were able to have them for our brunch. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad that that worked. I hope enough people start asking that they just start making them. There was like a sweet and a savory bread basket. So I was like, you could just put them in the sweet bread basket, bring them out with the croissant. Except you got to have the caramel sauce. You have to have the the caramel sauce, I feel like is what makes those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they should just have them as like an optional dessert order or something like that. You know, that's true. uh, The almond croissants are delicious. Yes, they are. They, they are, are that, really good. That's that's another good tip for folks out there right now is they don't advertise the bread basket uh, or the the sweet one really. Yeah, the pastry basket I think is what they've been calling it a little bit. And so if you just say, "Can I get the pastry basket?" They'll bring you one, and it has some fabulous like muffins and croissants and almond croissants. And a roll. Yeah, yeah. There's some fabulous stuff in there. So 
Well, enjoy your time on the magic. We hope Miss Luna has a fabulous time herself and that uh, you have a fabulous cruise and everything runs smoothly this time around. But thank you so much for coming on. And if folks want to follow you, you are at the DCL underscore dad and at the DCL underscore mom on Twitter, if I've got that right. There's no underscore. I think it's just the DCL mom and the DCL dad on Twitter. There you go. And uh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed getting to hear from the DCL dad and DCL mom on this week's show. It's always so much fun meeting new Disney Cruise Line enthusiasts out there and having them on the show. One of our favorite parts of doing a podcast is getting to make new friends. So lots of fun having them on. We'll hope to have them back as they sail further. I think we're going to be able to meet up with them on the Disney Wish Maiden Voyage, fingers crossed. So uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to them as well on that voyage. So glad we could have them on. Hope you enjoyed it. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. And this one comes from MK C4193 who writes my favorite day of the week is a DCL duo day I've yet to go on a Disney cruise canceled twice thanks COVID but listening to the DCL duo each week always reignites my excitement and has me thinking about my first cruise and all the ones I'm going to go on after that they're knowledgeable entertaining easy to listen to and have some great guests I love listening to the DCL duo whenever I have a free moment and I look forward to new episodes every week well thank you for that review and uh, it looks like DCL duo day this week is Friday so happy DCL duo day and I hope you enjoy the episode this week with that i do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week please remember to subscribe to the podcast you can keep getting great content from the dcl duo each week you can also head over to dclduo.com if you'd like to check out our blog posts connect with our other content and our vlog or you can browse over to youtube.com slash dcl duo for even more great content if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dcl duo or you can head over to our dcl duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. You can also help support the show by browsing over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choosing from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to defray the cost of the show each and every month. Or you can support the show by booking your next Disney vacation with Touring Plans. Just head over to touringplans.com slash travel and let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and annoy reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Mm-hmm.